to the Gray Area Podcast, and life is never just black and white. There's always the gray area. I'm your host, Joseph Tier, and let's get started. Today's episode number one, my official pilot, and we are going to talk a little bit about who we call in an emergency, and in particularly our firefighters. The guys with the big red trucks we obsess over as children that somehow make every canine in a 50-mile radius go insane. Hopefully, my guest today, firefighter EMT Tyler Shockley, can give us a little insight as we move through today's episode. So grab a drink, sit back, and welcome to the gray area. When I am called to duty, Lord, wherever fires may be, may I fulfill my calling and give the best in me. That was a short excerpt from the firefighter's prayer. And believe me when I say, they need it. We all know the risks these men take every day in the name of the people's safety. They do it for their friends, family, but mostly do it for complete strangers. They already constantly put themselves in harm's way enough as it is when they rush into a burning house or any other typical scenario you get associated with firemen. But... Unfortunately, I came across an article the other day from FirefighterNation.com which really struck a nerve with me. Enough to make me choose this as my first feature on the gray area. The story was out of Michigan where a fire chief was hit and killed by a passing vehicle while responding to an unknown accident. He was on eastbound 94 in Kalamazoo County. It started when his Department of Fire and Rescue was looking for two crashes on eastbound 94 around 10.30 p.m. that night, after heavy rains had fallen. When they arrived, they found an empty vehicle. While fire crews were getting ready to leave, a passing vehicle lost control and struck the fire chief, who was standing near the rear of his rescue vehicle. (laughs) Personally... I am on the side of the road and also on the interstate every day, helping people. It's my job, and I do it gladly for the majority of the day. We all know this is a constant possibility when you're on the side of the road, whether working or otherwise. But you don't really understand the mortality of it until something like this puts it in fully into perspective. I mean, he was standing behind his rescue vehicle. I would assume that he also had his strobe lights going. There were even other emergency responsers still visible on location. This is truly a tragic story. Another reason I tell everybody, please, if you see emergency vehicles, move over accordingly. One lane, to the left or to the right. If it's raining, simply slow down and be more careful. It only takes a split second for something to happen. Be conscious of people around you who are unprotected. This man who just lost his life had saved countless others up until this night. All it took was one person and a mistake to take his. Don't hurt our heroes. We need every single one. When we return, we sit down with our guest, Tyler Shockley, 
firefighter, EMT. Joining me now in the Gray Area Studio is a guy who puts himself in dangerous situations like the one stated last segment and many, many more as an emergency responder. Longtime friend of mine, firefighter, EMT, Mr. Tyler Shockley. How's it going? How is everybody? All right, man. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, like you said before, my name's Tyler Shockley. I, uh, I'm a firefighter in Elon in Alamance County, North Carolina. I've done that for about eight years, and I've been an EMT for about five, and I, I enjoy it very much. All right. Cool, cool. Well, question number one. What's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was coming. Uh, my favorite food, I would have to say, is probably sushi. It's as my favorite. What do you like in your sushi? Uh, whatever's good, really. I mean, I don't really have a particular favorite. Uh, California roll, but uh, I'll eat. I'll try anything just about once. Right, right. A California roll, that's the mainstream, man. You ever had it with a wasabi, though? Absolutely. That, that well, little green, super hot stuff? Oh, man, that's, my, that's what I have to have. Well, what made you get in the fire safety, man? Well, you know, I, I grew up in the fire department. My grandfather's a captain at Elon, and he's been there, been doing it for about 30 years. And uh, when I was a little kid, he used to take me up to the station, and he used to sit me up in the trucks and turn the lights on and let me play with the siren, and I just caught the bug, you know, and from that moment on, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. It, like I said, children's obsessions, you know, with fire trucks early on. I mean, do you enjoy it? Absolutely. I love it. Every bit of it. All right. What's your favorite part about it? <laughs> I can't really single out a, a particular favorite. It's just, you know, the excitement, the adrenaline rush, getting to devote my time to something greater than myself is, is a wonderful feeling. It's a very rewarding experience, and I enjoy it very much. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. You know, we're very proud of people, you know, like you doing this job, you know, keeping everybody safe. The world couldn't function without people like you when something goes wrong i appreciate it um so you definitely have my respect but you had it for other reasons before this um i mean what are your thoughts about the previous segment we you know you just heard me talk about with the michigan fire chief he got killed in action getting hit you know it's always a sad day to, to hear a brother getting killed you know in the line of duty but uh that being said you know the, the highway is a dangerous place uh there's a slang term we have it's called rubberneckers and uh, where they like to see what's going on on the side of the road too much, you know. And, you know, that can cause people not to pay attention. And, unfortunately, my man lost his life because of it. But it's uh, it's one of those things that just happens that uh, we're going to have to work better to avoid. Well, I mean, people texting and driving. They said it was raining like crazy, so you had bad road conditions. Weather conditions, yeah. You know, it's just when people see that, they should understand. Even if it ain't blue lights, red lights, white lights yellow even people out there like dot yeah absolutely they should move over give people room you know because they're unprotected they're not in a vehicle they're standing around it takes almost nothing to do serious harm or, or kill somebody like that that's very true you know it takes like two seconds um i mean why is it worth it to you to do this job knowing all the risk that's involved well you know as i stated before you know the the rush is uh you know i i, I enjoy it's it's an, it's very intense you know i get to do things that people would never do in their lives and and it's very exciting but like i said before devoting your, yourself to a cause greater than yourself is is a very rewarding experience well, have you been in a burden in a house yet <laughs> absolutely how's that uh, it's really hot and it's really dark <laughs> so uh 
it's not as exciting right yeah it's not as exciting as you'd think but it's it's very intense but that adrenaline rush man uh, what what were you doing in there like like tell me was it a call was it practice was it it was actually my very first fire that i fought it was a sunday afternoon tell me about it and we we had just got done cleaning up the station doing our duties and I just sat down, we were going to watch some TV, and they dispatched a uh, structure fire, and uh, I, for- I forgot what road it was on. But we're going down the road, we see smoke, heavy black smoke about a quarter mile out, and uh, we pull up and uh, pull one of the speed lays. It was just me and my driver at the time, and I was still fairly young, I was just on my 90-day probation. And uh, I went around to the back of the house, and the whole back side of the house was on fire. So uh, <laughs> I needed water real quick and in a hurry. What was your, like first initial feeling when you saw that house in fire man because most people they're gonna as soon as they see it they're in shock they you know they're computing what they're seeing most of them's like don't go near it uh they get afraid they get scared they don't know what to do there's there's a lot of things that go through your mind you know what you're going to need where the fire can spread what exposures you have if there's anybody trapped there's a lot of things that go to your mind but you can't get that tunnel vision like oh my gosh there's a fire you have to constantly be thinking it's it's a very adaptive thing and I would I would compare fire to almost a living thing, something that can spread and adapt, and you know you can cause ill effects too, and they can do the same to you. Was there anybody in it? No, everybody what? had vacated the house at the time. Good deal. Well, that's that's good to hear, man, because that's you know that's the worst. I know everybody's safety is number one concern. Theirs, you know, obviously, but y'all's as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what ended up happening? What'd uh, you do? We extinguished the fire. We got inside. We put out all the hot spots. We had to, uh, it spread up in the attic a little bit, so we had to tear out the ceiling. But we hosed everything down. Everybody was safe, and everybody went home in one piece. Oh, lucky. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, what's the What's the craziest thing you've ever saw? Oh, gosh. Like, period. <laughs> craziest thing that you've encountered the, you know, taking this this walk. The thing that sticks out in my mind off the top of my head is uh, when we got dispatched to a wreck one time. These people were just cruising down the road, minding their own business. But uh, while they were cruising down the road, a tree actually fell on their car as they were moving, and it peeled the roof back like a sardine can. Nobody wow. was hurt. Everybody was okay. But that was just... I don't see how anybody was not hurt. I don't either. Did you end up having to use Jaws of Life? No, everybody was fine. The doors opened up fine. Everything was good. It just peeled the roof back. They had a new convertible, and uh, I guess they didn't want one. (laughs) Well, I have to ask, that's the craziest, you know, I mean, what's the worst? Because I'm sure, you know, in that line, y'all see some crazy stuff and some bad stuff. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, you know, there's, like anything else, there's a lot of good and bad. You know, not to go into details, but, you know, there's I've seen death, I've seen destruction, I've seen what people getting behind the wheel under the influence can do, and uh, it can destroy lives and it can de- destroy families. And uh, unfortunately, that's part of the job and something we have, to, uh, we have to stand, but you have to take the good with the bad. Right. I mean, speaking of the good, what's, what's the best thing that's ever happened? Like, the best, you came to a place like that, get on location, and just... Something happened that blew you away that just stands in your mind that's like the greatest thing that you ever got to witness because of this. Like, um, you, like your version of a miracle. A miracle? Uh, we ran a guy one time. It was a wreck again. A lot of my calls come from wrecks. That's most of our volume. He was cruising around in his little Ford Focus, and he went to go around a curve going about 85 miles an hour. He rolled the Ford Focus twice and was able to walk away with nothing but a scratch on his forehead. That's a miracle. <laughs> nothing short of a miracle. Well, you know, we'd never get that lucky the way our luck runs. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, okay, well, let's... Who's your hero? 
How about that? Because you're, um, you're, you're being a hero for everybody else, but who's your hero? Uh, Batman. I'd have to say Batman. Batman over Superman. Absolutely. Oh, I'm insulted on my own podcast. Well, you asked me the questions. I'll give you honest answers. That I did. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Tyler, if you would, how about give people listening some good advice on what to do if they're driving and approaching emergency vehicles in the roadway, like in that segment above that guy lost control. What can people do to avoid it? What's safe habits? What's you know good responses when they see somebody ahead in a distance? Uh, well, this may sound like common sense, but uh, you know a lot, a lot of those things are accredited to... Common tech. sense is now uncommon sense. So at the moment, you are doing the world a favor. <laughs> I see what you're saying. But uh, you know a lot of things, you know, the obvious things, don't text and drive, follow the rules of the road. But emergency vehicles in particular, if you ever see them on the side of the road or the highway and you're able to get over to the next lane on your left-hand side, uh, go ahead and do that. It gives them a lot of space. It gets your vehicle away from them, minimizes the chance for an incident. But if they're coming up behind you, lights and sirens, just go ahead and pull to the side and let them go because they could be going to some real serious stuff. Yep, and you definitely want them to get to you as soon as possible as well. But we're talking emergency response like DOT on the side of the road, those yellow trucks. Like around here, they're State Farm trucks now, but they're still DOT. It's IMAP. Then you have people like me, you know, AAA responders that are out there changing tires on the interstate, bringing people gas. People like you, you know, when, when there's a, a wreck, somebody dehydrated, somebody nodded off, y'all come out, you know, you got fire trucks, y'all block for us all the time. Y'all have the biggest vehicles in the fleet on the interstate if something happens, even with uh, road construction right now on 40. Yep. Y'all are out there every night. Um, and then obviously police, you know. I'm very very surprised police don't give people more tickets for not moving over. I really think they should because when I'm out there changing tires and giving people's gas, I've been hit by mirrors before. You know, and that's strong enough just a mirror to knock you to the ground and just, if it hits you in the wrong place, hits you in the head, it could kill you. Absolutely. I agree. You know, working on the side of the interstate especially is an extremely dangerous place. You have people going excess of 65, 70 miles an hour and you're feet from them and you know all it takes is that one time for someone to lose control or become distracted and unlike in the situation before someone can lose their life um in a situation like that pull over or not necessarily pull over but shift into the lane next to you give them that space give them that cushion at least which you should anyway absolutely which that's you should the law. anyway that is the law but going back to your police statement I, I have to agree with you i don't think the police give out enough tickets for impeding emergency vehicles but you know, that's a drop in the bucket. That's my personal opinion, but I have to agree with you on that. And that's just because, you know, I'm not in favor for tickets. Don't get me wrong. I am not in favor oh, for no. giving tickets. But when it comes to safety, especially since you know it, I mean, I'm out there doing it. Absolutely. You know, and I don't. I have to look over my shoulder constantly. And I have people literally whizzing by me just inches when there's a lane over. And I'm like, why didn't you just get over it? And you know, you know that feeling that I'm talking about. Yeah, you? man. And you know they see you. But you it's like we're on a straightaway... Half a mile back, I see them coming, and they could get over any time. And it's even, you know, me being on the street, I have my turnout gear on. I have a reflective vest on. I've got my radio. Same here. Me too. Yep. I'm lit up like a Christmas tree, and it's just amazing how people don't really want to pay attention to you. Well, all right. One final question. All right. Why in the world do all the dogs go insane when you guys ride by in the truck? (laughs) Uh to be honest with you, that's I'm, I don't really have an answer for that. I guess it's the frequency, or maybe they just get excited at the sound, but I, I'm not really sure on that one. I've never really asked a dog. I tell you what, I bet you it's, you know, they're hoping you got some of those good sandwiches. I heard y'all opened a restaurant, you know, a sub restaurant now. 
competing with Subway. <laughs> I didn't, but I do eat there, and it's pretty good stuff. And proceeds, man. They all go, you know, they're charitable. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very good cause what they do there. All right. Well, Tyler Shockley, everybody. Firefighter, EMT, resident friend. Thanks for being on the show. Thank be you for safe having out me. there always. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back with the recap. Well, today we talked about a horrible event that took another hero's life. We discussed fire safety and appropriate actions when sharing the road. Just remember, at emergency locations, responders and emergency vehicles have priority of the road and should be treated as such. If you see the lights, move over. Save a life. One day, that brave person just might save yours. Have to give a special thanks to Tyler Shockley for giving us a first-hand perspective on his view and in his shoes when those events take place. Follow me on Facebook, email me questions or comments to josephteer at aol.com. Thanks for taking a minute to listen and sit with us here in the gray area. Until next time, drive safe. This has been episode one of The Gray Area with Joseph Teer. Written and produced by Joseph Teer. Featured story link at firefighternation.com music used from bensound.com special guest today Tyler Shockley